Well, a couple years ago, a friend of mine, he had just turned 40, and he's saying to me, I just don't understand kids these days. Like, they're just walking around, they constantly text messaging one another, their thumbs are going a million miles an hour. He's like, back in my day, when we were growing up, we actually got face-to-face with somebody and we would talk to them. He's like, I don't understand, why, why don't they get together and talk? Why do they just do their thing with their thumbs? And what I shared with him is, look, that communication for them is just as real as you and I standing here having a face-to-face conversation right now. But he didn't want to hear anything about that. He just like, he didn't, he didn't trust it. He didn't believe, you know, it's like, no, you've you got to be face-to-face in order to have a real relationship. And the other thing that sort of freaked him out a little bit, he was really bothered because, you know, text messaging sort of has its own, like, little insider language. There's like all kinds of little things, LOL and BRB and BTW, various things like that. And so a lot of times us older people, I'm including myself in older people, we get a little bit confused by some of that. What exactly does it mean? I don't know if you've seen some of these things on the Internet or some of the sort of miscommunications that some parents have had with some of their teenagers over it. Take a look at this one here. Uh, this mom says, your great aunt passed away, LOL. Son or daughter says, why is that funny? It's not funny, David, or I guess it is a son. What do you mean? Mom, L-O means laughing out loud. Oh, my goodness, I sent that to everyone. I thought that it means lots of love. I have to call everyone back. Oh, God. (laughs) Here's another one. Got an A in Kim. WTF, well done. (laughs) Mom, what do you think WTF means? Well, that's fantastic. (laughs) All right. Some oh, so oh, so oh, that's what that means. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, here. Well, that's fantastic. So this guy is like, you know, he he just. He didn't understand it, you know, and it's this insider language, and he just wanted to discount the whole thing. But if you really stop to think about it, every generation has had their own sort of insider language, their own way of communicating with one another. In fact, let me help you older people feel a little bit better about this, okay? If you're over 35, you'll understand exactly what I'm about to say. Imagine that your CPA invites you to a party for VIPs and you're supposed to RSVP ASAP, and by the way, it's BYOB. But you don't actually end up going to the party because your son, he's feeling a a little bit bad. He he needs some TLC because he's doing bad on his SATs, probably because he has ADD. And that may be because he's like been playing too much of his PS3 while listening to MP3s on his little PDA. In the meantime, your, your sister, she IMs you, bad news, your nephew, he's OD'd on PCP and LSD, but you didn't get it because your AOL is DOA. <laughs> that night, you, you want to relax a little bit, and so you decide to turn your TV on. You're going to watch CSI on CBS, but you can't because the NFL is going into OT. So you're like, you know what, I'm done with it. But since you can't afford HBO, you set your DVR to HDTV because you're just going to go to bed because you have PMS. (laughs) Now, here's the deal. You understood every single thing I just said there. 
Why? Because we had our way of sort of communicating. We had our own little language that we spoke. And so every generation has a a different way of communicating, but yet eventually we figure it out. And I'm bringing all this up because today we're beginning this brand new series called Text, T-X-T. And I want to talk to you about God's Word. And a lot of people are like, well, it's so confusing, and I don't understand it. But listen, God's Word is for every generation, and we can understand it. It is for all of us. God wants to speak to you, and it's through the words of this book. It's called the good old B-I-B-L-E. God wants to speak to you through the words of these pages. And he wants to do it in a way that's going to be crystal clear to you, that you understand it in the same way that you understood whether you're a teenager and some of the things were on the screen or some of the other uh, sort of initials that I came up with there as I told you that story. Now, every great writer says that to have a great piece of literature, you have to answer a central question. You know, uh, the, the central question is, is Dorothy going to make it back home to Kansas? Will Alice be able to escape Wonderland? Is Batman going to be able to stop the Joker? Every great story has this central question. And the Bible is no different. That's what you need to understand this morning. The Bible is absolutely no different. It's basically, you know, how can human beings, sinful human beings who have so disobeyed God, how can they get back into a right relationship with him? Is that even possible? You want to know this morning, what is the Bible all about? That's what it's all about. In fact, I put it this way there on your outline. The Bible was written so that I may know how to get into a relationship with God. And then once I do that, to maximize the life that he has given me. Yes, this is a big book. Yes, it looks intimidating. But that's all it's about. How do I get into a relationship with God? And then how do I maximize this one and only life that I have right here and right now? Now, I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it again. God has a much better plan for your life than you have for your life. God loves you more than you even love yourself. And so I don't care how great of a plan you have, God's plan is even better. But guess what? He doesn't just magically just give that to you. No, it's found in the pages of this book. That's why it's important that we read it and we study it. In fact, Many thousands of years ago, a great military leader by the name of Joshua said it this way in Joshua 1.8. He said, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. And only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Now, let me ask you a question this morning. How many of you want to prosper and succeed in everything that you do? Yeah, everybody. But notice that there's a condition here. Joshua says that if you want to prosper and succeed... You've got to study God's Word. You've got to meditate on God's Word. You need to obey God's Word. So that's why it's important that daily you're studying it. Every single day. And we talked about that in the last series that I did before Lisa and I went on vacation. And by the way, we had a great vacation. I thank Nate for being here. Hopefully you guys got a lot out of the series he did on finding your purpose. But we, we talked about it back in the 24 series. We said, that, look, to have a great day with God, you, you've got to start the day by getting into God's Word. That was one of the four things we talked about in the morning hours, remember? That you've got to read God's Word. But I thought, you know what? I don't want to just let it there because I know a lot of, and I've been guilty of this myself, a lot of pastors just say, read God's Word every day. But then they don't tell you how to do it. 
How, how do you study it? How do you memorize it? How do you meditate on it? What's that even mean? And so that's why I wanted to do this series. I thought, man, since I just talked about that, that it's so important, let's actually look at how do you do this? And so that's what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks. We're going to get into how do you actually study God's Word. So that's partly my responsibility to make sure I equip you to do that, but it's going to be your responsibility then to actually act upon it. Let me, uh, let me start with a, a question then. How many own a Bible? Raise hands. How many own a Bible? You got a Bible? Okay. How many own more than one Bible? I know I do. I've got, like, on my bookshelf, there's like two whole rows that are nothing but, but Bibles. Then the, my computer program that I use for studying, I have like 30-some different translations uh, that I can, I can look at there. So I got a bunch of Bibles. You got a bunch of Bibles. Now, here's the really honest question. How many of you read your Bible every single day this week? All right, a handful of you. Most of you have your hands down. Hey, listen, I understand. That's what this series is going to be about is why is it important that every single day you're digging into God's Word? Getting into it. And, and, and my real hope and prayer for this series isn't that you would just fall in love with a book over the next couple of weeks, but that you would fall in love with the author of this book over the next couple of weeks. That you would say, I so want to have a relationship with this God that loves me and this Jesus who died for me that every single day I, I want to communicate with him and I want to see what he has to speak to me. And then here's what else I'm going to do. Again, this series is just three weeks long, and I can just give you sort of the, the very basics in these next three weeks. On your calendars, I want you to mark August the 2nd. It's a Saturday. I'm going to teach a class from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. over at the Progress Church of God. It's just up the street from us here. It's going to be a class on, okay, how do you study God's Word? hear God's word better on Sunday mornings? How do, you, how do you read it a little bit better? How do you study? How do you meditate? How do you memorize? How do you apply it to your life? Now, it's a five-hour class. We'll provide lunch for you. It's absolutely free. The class is free. The lunch is free. I just want you to be there. Here's the deal. This will be about, I don't know, the 10th or 12th time or so that I've actually taught this class. I have never once got to the end of it that at least one person didn't come up to me and say, this is the best class I've ever taken in my life. And when they say best class ever, they're not just talking about like religious stuff. They're talking literally, this is the best class I've ever taken in my whole life. You are going to get so much out of these couple hours. I'll give you a, a workbook that I put together that you can go through and you can keep it. And you'll be able to take notes and ask questions, do all kinds of stuff. So make sure that you mark that down. August the 2nd, from 9 to 2, it's going to be at the Progress Church of God. It's there in your bulletin this morning on your connection card. You can sign up. I need to know uh, if you're going to be there because I need to know how many packets to get ready and how much food to get ready as well. But, man, I so encourage you to be a part of it. It's going to absolutely change your life. It really, really will. But here's the deal. Why is it that so many people don't read God's Word on a daily basis? Well, some people say it's, I don't have the time. Some people say, I tried. It's too confusing. But here's what I think the real answer is. David said this in Psalm 119, verse 16. And he's sort of talking about this from a positive standpoint, but I think we can learn something from it. He says, I delight in obeying your laws. I will not, what's it say? I will not neglect your word. In the original Hebrew, that word neglect is shakal. 
And it literally means to forget, to ignore. And here's the one that really got me, to cease to care about. And see, I think that's where a lot of people have gotten it. You just simply cease to care about what God wants to speak to you. That yeah, intellectually in your mind you know that I should be doing this, but you're so busy with your life and your plans that you've ceased to care about what's God say about your life? What's God's plan for your life? And so again, I want you to realize that this is extremely hurting you that you're not getting the most out of your life when you're not every single day getting a little bit of his word. So again, be here for the next three weeks as we uh, go through this series. Go August the 2nd on that Saturday to the class. Be there because, again, it's going to help you to discover so many things. I'm going to give you like little nuggets of how I get things from my own personal life and how I develop things for Sunday mornings to share with you. You know, some of you are like, why didn't I ever see that when, you know, some of the things I share on Sunday mornings, you're like, why didn't I ever see that when I read it? Well, I'll teach you how I do that. I'm nobody special. I just have a little bit more experience and a little bit further training than you do. And I just want to teach you some of those things in that class. Because here's the deal. Listening to me alone on Sundays is not enough for you. If the only thing you're getting is me on Sundays and you're not in God's word every single day, you are spiritually malnourished. Look at what Peter said about this. First Peter 2.2. 2. He said, like infants at the breast, drink deep of God's word, and then you'll grow up and mature whole in God. How many of you know that an infant needs to be fed more than once a week. Those little suckers need to be fed multiple times a day, right? And they, they, you just keep feeding them, feeding them. If not, what's going to happen to the baby? It's going to be malnourished. And if you keep letting it be malnourished, what's eventually going to happen? It's going to die. It's the same is true for you spiritually. You can't rely simply on me on Sundays. You've got to be nourished a little bit every single day. And, you know, with a little baby, what happens at first is, yeah, mom and dad have to feed the baby. And eventually they're going, open wide, here comes the plane, you know, and they're shoving food into the mouth. But what do the parents ultimately want that child to do? Learn to feed themselves. You don't want them to be 30 years old and you're still going, open wide, here comes the plane. No, you, you teach them how to feed their self. And it's the same way spiritually. You need to learn to, to feed yourself. I've had through the years, and not just here at Exponential, other places, and you've probably heard this as well, that people will say something like this. They'll go, well, we're leaving that church. Why are you leaving it? Well, we're just not getting fed there. And anytime I hear that, I always want to say, whoa, 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 slow down. You may want to shut your mouth right now. Because the next thing that's going to come out of your mouth is you're basically going to confess that your own spiritual life sucks. It's not my job to feed you. You need to learn to feed yourself. You don't need me every week going, okay, guys, open wide, here comes Jesus. That's not my job. Your job is to feed yourself. My job is to equip you to feed yourself. And I'll sure on Sundays I'm going to be able to maybe give you some things that you wouldn't have gotten maybe normally throughout the week yourself. But that's just like the, the cherry on top. 
That's like going out to, you know, a nice fancy restaurant on Sundays. All week long you sat at home and you ate some peanut butter and jelly and, you know, some toasted cheese and maybe you made yourself a hamburger. And then Sunday you go out and you have like the big buffet. That's what church is. You're getting just something a little bit different, something you couldn't have got at home. But you've got to learn to feed yourself. So it's so, so important that every single day you're reading God's Word. And some of you are like, you know what? I've been a, a follower of Jesus now for six months or a year or five years, ten years, twenty years. And Why isn't my life changing like so many other people's lives that I see? Well, my first question to you would be, are you reading God's Word every day? Because if you're not, that's where you need to start. Get God's Word into you on a daily basis. And not just as a, a religious exercise where you're just like, okay, check that off the list. Yeah, I read God's Word today. Now, I'm talking about really reading it and studying it and applying it to your life, being transformed by it. In the New Testament, there's a, a book that's called Hebrews. And basically what had happened, it's written within about a 40-year period after Jesus' death, burial, and his resurrection. And what had happened was some of the, the people were beginning to wonder, and these are Jewish people, they're wondering, why isn't my life changing like some of the people around me? And they start to say, should we just like go back to Judaism and all the law and stuff? Is, is that what we should do? Or what's the deal? And the, the writer of Hebrews here comes and he says this to him. He says, you're spiritually dead or uh, dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the very basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. And see, what we need to realize this morning is that God wants to have a relationship with you. And God wants you to know the difference between right and wrong. God wants you to be mature, not for his benefit, but for your own benefit. And he wants to guide you through every single thing that you go through in life. He never wants you to feel like you're alone. He wants you to know that he's there, that he'll ne never leave you, he'll never forsake you. And what we need to realize is that God's word has the answer to every single thing that we're going through in life. You want to know how to have eternal life? It's in here. You want to know how to have your best life now? It's all in here. The Bible talks about things like marriage, divorce, remarriage, sex, lust, pride, greed, jealousy, rage, adultery, materialism, generosity, healing, hope, forgiveness, parenting, prayer, friendship, obedience, heaven, hell, lying, murder, suicide, rape, fear, doubt, miracles, love, hate, money, criticism, creation, government, submission, rebellion, peace, leadership, comparisons, joy, discontentment, sacrifice, delayed gratification, patience, faithfulness, enjoying life, self-control, disasters, injustice, demons, angels, discipleship, discipline, fasting, honor, mercy, caring for the poor, how to handle wealth, family, even cats and country music. All right, those last two aren't in there, but it does talk about Satan, and it's basically the same thing, okay? Here's, here's the deal. It talks about everything. That list, that was just the tip of the iceberg of what God's Word talks about. Again, he's written to you not just about how to have life eternally, but have it abundantly as well. 
You know, I talk about this all the time. God doesn't want your religion. He doesn't want your rules. He doesn't want your rituals. What does He want from you? He wants a relationship. That's all He wants. And like any good relationship, it's all about communication. And we've talked about this before. How do we communicate to God? What do we do? We talk to Him, right? How? What do we call that? Prayer. You just talk to Him. And I've said this before too. It doesn't have to be weird stuff. You don't have to be on your knees, head bowed, eyes closed, hands folded, going, Thou hast Lord that's forever reigning supreme pizza. And, you know, and you're like ADD and you're all over the place, you know. No. Just talk to him like you would your best friend. And you're going, man, okay, I get to talk to God. I wish that he talked back to me. I wish I could just hear him speak to me. Well, guess what? He has. It's right here. It's called the Bible. This is God's word to you and to me. Let me liken it this way for you. In high school, one of my best friends, his name was Troy. And Troy had this one particular girlfriend that would write him these like super long love letters. I mean, really, I think she was practicing to be a novelist or something. I mean, it was just, I mean, six, seven, eight pages long love letters. And so I'd be at his house or whatever, and he'd get this love letter, and you know what he'd do? He'd sit there right in front of me, and he'd read the whole thing. If that wasn't bad enough, guess what he'd do as soon as he got done? He'd go back and he'd read it again. And again, and again, and again. I'd be like, dude, look nothing's going to change. It's still going to say the exact same thing. I, I didn't understand it, but he's like parsing, you know, what, what is it that you know, she, she meant by this? And, and what mood was she in when she wrote it? And why did she use the word gorgeous instead of handsome or hot or, you know, whatever? He's like looking at every single word and trying to find the meaning behind everything. And, and I was like, what in the world is this guy doing? I didn't understand it until I started getting love letters from Lisa. Especially when she went away to college. She sent me these letters. And I'd get them. Guess what I was doing? I'm sitting there and I'm reading through it. And I'd read through it again. And I'd read through it again. And I'm looking at every single word. And here's what I began to realize. Yes, I wanted her to be physically present there in the room with me. But the next best thing to having her physically present was the written word. Sure, we could talk on the telephone to one another but you quickly forget exactly what was said. But when it's written down, you know that the author put time and attention and detail in there, that every word was carefully chosen. See, that's what God's word is to us. It's this God who loves you, who loved you so much that he died for you, that he said, I want them to have a love letter. And that's what this is. It's actually 66 love letters to you. There's 66 books in here. We'll talk about that next week. 66 love letters written specifically to you. Every single word thought out. Careful attention to detail. And just like Troy did and just like I did, you take the love letter and you open it up every day. And you're like, this is the very lover of my soul who's written this love letter to me. 
and I'm going to keep reading it again and again and again and again, and I'm going to look at every single word. Why did God speak that to me? I wonder what God meant by that. See why this isn't some boring religious book that you just read because, well, the pastor told me to? No, you read it because this is a God who loves you, who has a a plan for your life. This is the, the roadmap for your life. It's right here. You just got to crack open the pages and read through it. Again, a lot of people are like, well, I'm, I'm not so sure if I would understand it and stuff. But don't worry about the parts that you don't understand. Just worry about the parts you do. Every single day, get into God's Word. Here's what I want you to do. Here's your challenge for the week. I want you to read just one of God's love letters to you this week. It's actually a a love letter that he used Jesus' brother, a guy by the name of James, to to write to you and I. And this particular love letter, it's only five chapters long. And so I'm going to encourage you to read a chapter a day over the next week. So since it's only five chapters and you've got seven days, you can even skip two days, all right? We're we're getting a new habit going. So uh, we'll we'll give you a little bit of grace there. And here's the deal with James. It's so easy, and that, that's one of the reasons I picked it. He, he's so clear. There's, there's going to be a lot of stuff you're going to be like, oh, okay, I know what that means. That, that's, that's pretty understandable there. And it's not going to take you long. In my Bible that I have, the whole thing I looked, James chapter 1 is just one page. So it's going to take you maybe five minutes, ten if you're a really slow reader, if even that. Just Just read. Either today or tomorrow, James chapter 1. Here's what else I want you to do. Get a piece of paper or a notebook. And by the way, all these instructions are there on your outline if, if you need help with it. Get a, a paper or a notebook. And at the top of it, just write, in this case, James chapter 1 or whichever chapter you're reading that particular day. And then below it, just summarize what you just read in your own words. <clears throat> just one paragraph. Three sentences. You don't have to write a lot. Just what did God just say there in your own words? Then after you do that, I want you to write, what am I going to do today as a result of what I just read? What's the practical next step I'm going to do today based on what I just read in James chapter 1? And then the next day, summarize James chapter 2, and then what am I going to do? What's my practical next step? according to what I just read here in James chapter 2. I want you to try this every single day for this next week. Just get in God's love letter. Summarize it. And then what's my next step? Because what you're going to hear James say in James chapter 1 is, it's not good enough just to hear God's word, or in this case read God's word, but you actually got to do God's word. you got to apply God's word to your life. So that's why that application part is so important. And then just, you know, after you read it and summarize it and put your application step, just go about your day. And then periodically throughout the day, just think back that, okay, what did I read this morning? And, oh, yeah, I've got to do this yet today, this application thing. Here's what I'm going to do to help you. On the ExponentialChurch.tv Facebook page, I'm going to actually give my answers. And so I'll, I'll start that tomorrow, and you'll be able to wake up in the morning. I'll probably post it late tonight before I go to bed. 
And you'll be able to see, here's what Gilbert got out of it, and, and here's his application that he's doing. And what I'd encourage you to do is just comment on my post of what God spoke to you. And here's the cool part. There's no right or wrong answers here. It's going to be different for all of us. Because for me, this is probably going to be at least the 100th time that I've read James chapter 1. For some of you, it'll be the first time that you've read James chapter 1. And so you can see that God's probably going to speak to me a little bit differently than he'll speak to you. And so again, no right or wrong answers here. Summarize it. What do you think it was saying? And then what's your application? And I think it'd be really cool if we would all, you know, sort of do this throughout the week and just see how God's speaking to each of us and hold each other accountable throughout the week. Now, if you don't have electronic, uh, you know, Facebook or, or ways to do stuff like that, here's what I would encourage you to do then. Write it all down and then just make an appointment with somebody from here at the church for a Friday night or Saturday to get together. Maybe it's somebody in your life group. And just to get together and, and just talk about how God spoke to you throughout the week. Again, I think that if you'll do that, you're going to see some tremendous differences in your life as you get God's word daily into your heart and into your life. So let's start to wrap up here. I want to remind you of something we talked about back in our Crazy Love series back at the beginning of the year. And for those of you that maybe weren't with us, I started that series that we were talking about how just crazy in love God is with you. But we started that series by talking about how big God is. How, how many of you remember how big God is? Do you remember the number? Seventy what? Seventy sextillion miles wide. We said that the universe is and that God measured the whole universe 70 sextillion miles from his thumb to his pinky. Remember that? He's a big, big God. And the amazing thing is that that big God wants to have a relationship with you and I. And again, we think, man, he, he wants to have a relationship with me. I wish he would just speak to me. And again, he has. It's all right here in the Bible. So this week, take a little bit of time every day to get God's word in you and watch as your life is transformed. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for, uh, first of all, for three weeks that Lisa and I were able to get away and get refreshed and recharged. And Lord, again, I thank you for Nate and his willingness to come in and help out as we were gone. And I thank you for the men and women here at ExponentialChurch.tv that uh, just continue to faithfully keep your church going and, and serving and helping the community, even in our absence. Lord, it isn't about me. It's all about you and and furthering your kingdom and so thank you that that the people here are truly grasping that and are living it out on a day-to-day -day basis and lord thank you as we start this new series that um, your word does speak about every single thing in life that we may go through and so lord i pray that over these next couple of weeks we would have a hunger and a thirst for your word like we've never had before that we would truly start to see the bible not just as a holy book but as a love letter to all of us. And God, help us to get as excited about that love letter as I was when I got a letter from Lisa, or Troy was when he got one from his girlfriend. Lord, help us to look at every single word and wonder, why did you use that word, God? What do you mean by that? And how does that apply to my life? Lord, help us not to just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word, to be transformed on a daily basis by your word. So, Lord, I just pray that each and every one of us would take that challenge that I gave today to read your love letter 
James, chapters 1 through 5. I'm going to summarize it and to just share what our application steps are going to be. Lord, help us just to again use this next week to fall deeper and deeper and deeper and to love not just with your word, but with you, Jesus, because you love us so much. Help us to communicate with you in the same way you've communicated with us. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.